This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Molly Sense and Haley Sperling. The state Supreme Court says Wisconsin needs new political maps. Our current ones are unconstitutional. Longtime UW lacrosse chancellor is ousted for his extracurricular activities. And the Madison School District is taking its first step in reforming its grading system. It's Friday, January 5th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Hey, 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 welcome to the Friday News Roundup. Good news is the holidays were kind to us. We're rested, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. And that's also very opportune because we're starting the new year with some major movements in local politics and education. Joining me today to get into it is the captain of this here podcast, Molly Stentz. Molly Stentz, hello. Hey, hey, hey. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And our newsletters are Haley Sperling. What's good? Hi, Bianca. Hi, Molly. All right. Now, Molly, you have our first story today. Yeah. So, you know, our first roundup of the year. Normally, it feels like this time of year is kind of sleepy. Not a lot of news, but not so. We got this, like, Friday news dump. Classic, right? The Friday before Christmas when... Everybody, I feel like, was wanting to do other things, traveling, thinking about holidays. It was like, oh, here's some big news. Uh, our political maps are being thrown out by the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Hello. So that happened. And what it means now is that new maps are being redrawn for the state with a deadline of next week. So, yeah, no big deal. Quiet, quiet time. Happy so, holidays. Yeah. <laughs> the Wisconsin Supreme Court said that our political maps are unconstitutional. Not due to the reason that you might think a lot of people talk about how the maps give a partisan advantage to Republicans, but they actually didn't talk about that. They talked about the way the districts are built and that they're not contiguous, right? So like, that's really what they were weighing in on with this lawsuit. And they said that in order for the maps to be constitutional, to represent people of the state equally, these maps that determine like who you vote for, they have to look in a certain way, right? They, they have to be contiguous. They have to be compact, and they should try to obey the political boundaries that exist. So, like, basically, like, don't carve up a city and 
obey the county lines, right? So that all the neighbors in a city or a county are like in the same assembly district, so to speak. Basically, they're saying like, follow the existing boundaries when you can. Like these are the principles that should apply when you go to make maps, which determines who people vote for. So that happened. They threw them out. And now we're going to get new ones. Will that happen by next week? That's what the courts asked for. So the Republicans in the legislature, as well as Governor Evers, are coming up with these new sets of maps to be presented to the court. And they've got this big deadline coming up of March, right? Because like elections are happening and there's all this behind the scenes work that has to happen in order to like make the elections run, which means that we got to have these maps in place by March. That's what the Elections Commission says, which means that we have to have a plan for them and the, everybody has to fight over them. We have to have some agreement. Woof, is this going to happen? That's my question. I feel like we should take bets. Uh, well, I think it will. <laughs> it's going to happen. And it is, it's under a pressure cooker. Uh, my bet is, what are we betting? Money? Four-leaf clovers. Um. Democracy. <laughs> democracy. <laughs> democracy. <laughs> like, the fate of our democracy. The previous maps were really creative. They were all over the place. So now it's time to make them more uniform. <laughs> Bring them back into contiguous spaces. I imagine they'll get it done. But the agreement part, that's the big hurdle. Yeah, I think that uh, I think they're going to have to do it, you know, and um, I mean, Democrats are super, super motivated to get working on this and they've already got stuff laid out. So they're like excited to get rolling on this. I think it's just a matter of like, will Republicans play ball here? Right. Like, will they come to the table and be part of these conversations and like actively participate or will they try to stonewall? Um but also now that the courts have intervened, right? Like, I don't know if that's even an option because they said, like, you have to do this. And when one branch tells another branch, you got to do something like you you tend to listen. Yeah, unless they try to get the ear of the U.S. Supreme Court and unless the yeah. U.S. Supreme Court decides to intervene, which is a big if that. That that would be a huge if, but haven't we already tried that, right? And then didn't didn't they punt on that? They were like, you guys figure it out. So seems like the odds of that, I mean, the, someone could try and petition the court for sure. I could see that happening, but it getting passed or it getting heard by anyone or, or by the U.S. Supreme Court, I think those odds are probably lower. Yeah, it would have to be on a different question, but we, <laughs> the courts have waited on this so, so many times, right? So we'll see what happens next. I feel like we're going to have to get a state capital political reporter to give us all the, the news on this story because it's going to affect Wisconsin and as goes Wisconsin. Huge impact on the nation. So we will stay on it. So uh, before we dive into any more news, y'all, um, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. We are back and uh, we are switching from political drawn maps to education. There's some wild stories. There's some more wild, wild west stories coming out of the UW system. Yes. So out of the UW system, uh, Joe Gao, uh, a.k.a. the former, now former chancellor of UW Lacrosse, a.k.a. the longest serving of any of UW systems, current 13 chancellors, uh, got booted from his job. Why? Thank you for asking. Because, (laughs) Because he was making porn with his wife. Uh, who was also a former uh, UW Lacrosse faculty member at one point too. But so the big the big question here is like, is this a violation of his First Amendment rights? Uh, and there are a lot of questions going on here, right? Um, so basically, the regents came down in a very fast way. Uh, they held a closed door meeting and then immediately just said, all right, like you are out as chancellor. Uh, the question of his tenure is still kind of up in the air. But what's interesting here is that, you know, Gao was set to actually step down from this position at the end of the academic year. Uh, So he was already on his way out. And then the regent said, nope, we can't have you here anymore. 17 years worth of work almost is just, you're done. Uh, So he was fired from the position. And now the question again, like I said, of of his faculty tenure is is under question. Um, And so... Now, the question is, are people allowed to have lives outside of work? Is it unbecoming of a UW chancellor uh, to make adult videos with his consenting wife and with other adult film stars? So a little bit more context on that end. Uh, Gao and his wife had a YouTube channel uh, that they operated and uh, under the name Sexy Happy Couple, that was kind of their moniker. And they ran this sexy, happy cooking show uh, in which the two of them uh, would invite another uh, adult film star over and they would cook a vegan meal together because uh, Joe and his wife are vegans. They're very healthy people. And they would all cook a meal together and that would go up on YouTube. And then the uh, more X-rated version would go up on other websites. Uh, and so they've been doing this for years. You know, they've been they've been doing this uh, kind of side hustle for about like eight years. They published two books on their pen names about their lives uh, and relationships and whatnot uh, in this industry and with this work. And now suddenly it came out publicly and the UW system was very quick to just kind of shut it down and say, we don't want any part of this and we don't want you representing us. Uh, and now, again, there's a bunch of questions circling around. Is it free speech? Is this protected? Is this right? Are people allowed to contain multitudes? Uh, let's let's start there on those easy questions, right? <laughs> Or were they actually just fired for being vegans? I mean, right. I'm just, yeah. just trying to save the planet. <laughs> In lacrosse, I don't know. Yeah. 
they didn't like it. The first time I heard about this story, I was just my first thought was like, okay, where's the crime? There's not a crime. There's not a crime. But I guess just puritanical views, people clutching their pearls like, oh, dear, oh, my. Um, But then the way you described it, you know, it sounds, I don't know, people like cooking and love and veganism i don't know doesn't it, it seems i'm i could see people thinking this is cruel and unusual punishment and just like i don't know kind of backwards thinking a hundred percent a hundred percent i mean my first thought when i heard this story is where are the free speech republicans and i will leave that question as that open-ended <laughs> but it is a political position is it? You know, I mean, yes, it is in in a certain aspect, yes, but also like, is is this behavior, I guess, something that is doing damage to the university, to the system, to the state? And some might argue yes, um, because like what Bianca said, you know, we we live in a society where we really don't talk about sex. Like Americans, I think specifically, have such an aversion to talking about sex and like to talking about porn, and that's why the industry has fallen, you know, in the way that it has, um, which is, you know, not not super wholesome. You know, I think there are a lot of people out there trying to change that face, but it's going to be a very very long road for sure. It seems like it's increasingly political, the UW system. I wonder if that's part of it. It's like all eyes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it, it, I, I hear your point about it being a political position. It also, I've heard, you know, recently, it's just disappointment around that politic- politicization. I guess they're always political playgrounds. The craziest <laughs> thing to me out of, out of this whole story was that I learned that UW lacrosse was like the best fiscally managed campus in the yes. system. And that blew my mind a little bit. Yes. That tracks and that's, for me. Sorry, Madison, my alma mater. <laughs> but, but like that's what's like the... that's what's so crazy is, you know, like and Gao this whole time like has really led the university through some really troubling times. Like at a time when uh, enrollment across the system had decreased, like things had held steady at lacrosse uh, and they were like you said, Molly, among the like financially best positions across the whole system, um, which is super rare for a regional campus. Uh, like that's, that's not UW Madison. Yeah, it bucks the trend, and it and it also speaks to like what is the job of a chancellor, right? You're, the chancellor is to ensure resources and stewardship of that campus, right? And so you think, well, shoot, if they don't get along with the regents, if they don't get along with the legislature, those are huge partners. Like that's a gonna be it's gonna be really hard to be successful in your job if you don't have those people that have your back. But on the other hand, it's hard to argue he wasn't doing a good job managing the campus when the finances were good. So that's right. that's what's interesting. Yeah, so if you want to make sexy cooking shows with your partner, what is what of it? <laughs> what does like, it have to as, do with hey, your work? <laughs> as long as your university is thriving, I say go for it. You know, I think like that's that's the question. The the regents called Gao's behavior, quote unquote, abhorrent and reckless, which I think is kind of a step too far. Again, I can understand why this is not necessarily behavior that uh, would be 
perhaps perceived as becoming of a university chancellor. But again, like, I really do think that it is up to us to challenge these perspectives and to be just become a bit more sex positive as a society, because we dig ourselves into these holes this way, right? And this is, I will say, this isn't the first time that Gao has gotten backlash uh, for bringing up the adult entertainment industry in higher education. Um, a few years ago, he had invited uh, another adult actress like onto campus to speak, and the regents really did not like that. Got immediate backlash there, too. So it's kind of like a little, a little weird foreshadowing of what was to come. Also crazy that this, he had been chancellor for years, right? And that he had been mm-hmm. making videos for a while, and nobody knew in lacrosse, which is not that big a place. Exactly. Well, I think it, it was a matter of like where they were posting. At first, they weren't posting on like the big sites like Pornhub. But they were like doing things on like a smaller one. So I guess someone in lacrosse found found it when they went a little bit more global. Um, but, you know, I think the moral of this story is that we should truly all be so lucky to have a partner that you can share so many hobbies with. Right. You know, like the craziest part of this story is that like they're a, a vegan couple who's crazy accomplished in their fields and they also love to make love yeah and i think that's beautiful who says that wasn't fueling all their success we'll never know they're cutting it off exactly (laughs) but if you attract the ire of the legislature can you do your job i guess a political leader of a campus keep it in the bedroom keep it in the studio keep it keep it off campus is what they're saying I think those that's going to bite them in the butt. We'll have to revisit this one. We'll have to revisit this one. This is so juicy. Um, speaking of uh, new ideas uh, in educational spaces and, and taking on new ideas or not taking them on, uh, the Madison School District is making a move that's part of a years-long effort to change things up around grading. They are moving to drop letter grades. No more A plus 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 for you, Mister Salutatorian. Um, they've been eyeing ways to change their grading system for years, and it's officially starting this semester at East High School uh, with ninth graders. So in English classes, Spanish and algebra, um, and a handful of other classes, students will now be graded with a new grading scale um, that is looking at. Um, evaluating students through class on how well they meet learning standards. So rather than A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, you know, A, B, <laughs> the regular grading scale, they're changing um, using a new handbook. So advanced AD, so someone who's achieved, like, that's the top level, someone who's achieved deep understanding um, of the subject matter that goes beyond the learning target, um, proficient, developing, emerging, and insufficient evidence that the uh, person has is meeting proficiency standards and no opportunity. So there's a yeah a whole different grading scale. So it's, it's easier if you like look at it, but the hope is to kind of look at students in a way that can track their progress over the semester in different ways. Um, Patty Schaefer, the district STEM director, says that they think that this the move to this sort of program would more accurately portray how students are learning across the semester and across the school year versus using like the old point system. So yeah, if things work out, 
Um, Schaefer, the STEM director, says that this sort of program would likely be implemented in other grades and schools down the line. I haven't heard of this until just today, um, and I kind of like it. It's it's new. I'm, I'm interested in change, and I don't know. Maybe it can change attitudes in school, too, around you know, someone being a failure. <laughs> I assume that's one of the pushes. It's like, F, you failed. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious as to how this will affect like college admission standards, because like, I mean, I know a lot totally. of schools are dropping, you know, requirements for ACT and SAT scores, but like schools are still looking at like grades and GPAs. So like, how does this factor in with that? Though I guess, you know, these schools are also already accounting for high schools across the country that grade on weird scales and whatnot. So this is just kind of another one to toss in there. Um, I do like the idea of not grading students, but rather like actually evaluating them. Like this seems like a bit of a more holistic approach. Um, And I think that like, not to say that it would deter competition, but I think it would make climbing that ladder in terms of like grades a little bit easier, right? You know, like you're not necessarily competing with someone who got an advanced versus like proficient grade. You know, you can kind of figure out like what are your next steps to move from proficient to advanced. It's an interesting way to look at the system. And I think at least for me, it would be easier to not compare myself to others if I were in that position. Because I feel like, you know, my questions about grades when I was in high school was like, oh, what'd you get on this test? What'd you get? Like, how did I do bad? Like, whatever. Um, And this is kind of a way around that. Right. I don't know. It's an interesting concept for sure. And maybe a move away from sorting people into groups of like, oh, these are the A students, these are the C students, and more into actually assessing what people are learning. Right. Which feels good. And some colleges have moved to this system. I know my husband's went to read and they had a more similar system to actually like assessing whether you've met certain goals and whether you've learned certain concepts away from just like, did you get a 94% on the test, you know, and assigning a letter grade? Yeah. Also, we know historically things like standardized tests, things like testing, people perform differently <laughs> um, in part because there, you know, there's been evidence of, of bias and the way questions are written and um, people are coming at that sort of uh, system of evaluation um, in different ways. And there's like, strat- there's all sorts of complicated factors and like why someone's not a good test taker, but it, I've always thought it was a really stupid way to evaluate like someone's potential and where they're at. And this seems like another step towards getting away from some of that myopic um, rating of, of people. And also numbers, like I just remember a bunch of kids like totally getting caught up about many like points above 4.0 they had. Like it, it just got crazy. And I bet Madison schools in particular, people are like have 4.7s or something. <laughs> I just, I'm just kidding. But like, I, you know, you start getting really complicated. And it's like, how do you, where even are we with all of these like points? So, and 
there's always that kid, right, that like does super well on the tests because they're great test takers or because they they absorb the the right information, but they don't do well in class because they're not handing in assignments or whatnot, you know. And that that would always piss me off too. Where it's just like it's always <laughs> yeah. that one, and it was always a boy. It was always a man who just did not try in class, but then would get nineties on all the quizzes and stuff. And it's just like. Uh, it's yeah. it's not fair to compare yourself to them, right? It's yes. just it's everyone learns differently. And now I think this is a way for everyone to kind of not not to like level the playing field, but just to again like take a more holistic approach to grading and to evaluation. Though I can also see that this this could be harder for teachers because they're also already very stressed. Um, but I'm curious to know what any teachers would think about this system too. So if you're a teacher, give us a call. I'm interested. Yes, or leave us a an, an email um, at madison.citycast.fm. Let us know. Um, maybe kids will stop asking you for little points. But there is one test <laughs> that I do really like. Just want to mention this education story re- really quickly, which is around driver's ed. I did not know this, and I'm just letting you guys know. There was a pandemic-era pilot program by the Wisconsin Department of Transportation that um, basically allowed parents to sign a waiver that their kid didn't have to take the driver's test blows my friggin' mind i'm out in the water (laughs) like that was what taught me how to drive was me making sure i could do the parallel parking for that test um but the that pilot has ended it was up for three and a half years um it was designed to ease the backlog of teens trying to get their driver's licenses during the height of the pandemic um but that road test waiver program has ended which makes me feel safer in these streets yes yes thank god because honestly that's kind of terrifying i did not even know that that existed until this very moment until you said something and to think that like i'm out there on the road with these teens who have not been properly tested on their driving skills i mean it's it feels absurd to say but you know it is just kind of like some places i think we do need standards like when we're all agreeing to the same rules you know like traffic rules we just we all agree that like this is how it works then like having a standardized test makes sense, right? right? No need for and creativity on the kids... road. No need for creativity on <laughs> no, the road. <laughs> no, not at all. Like to know that these kids are really like wilding out there. Like maybe that's where all these like Kia boys came from because they never had to parallel park. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the pain we've been through they don't to get know. this license. They don't know our pain. <laughs> All right. Thanks for rounding up the news with me this week. Um, that was Molly Stentz. Thank you. hey And Haley Sperling. Thank you. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin, your host. This week, we're produced by Molly Stentz, Alexandra McMahon, and me. Our newsletter editor is Haley Sperling. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. Don't forget, you can get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes, our newsletter. And if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with someone who likes to cook with their partner? See you back here Monday morning with more stories from around the city. Until then.